So God has made space for your Rehoboth to come to pass. Somebody say Rehoboth. God has made room for all of us. Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Thomas with Rehoboth Ministries. And right now you are listening to an awesome, awesome panel from our church. And we call this our Fireside Chat. And who we have available with us is my better half. Introduce yourself, better half. Good evening, listening audience. This is First Lady Alicia Thomas, and I'm so glad and elated to be here with you on this evening. Excited, excited about this fireside chat on tonight. Awesome, awesome. Who else do we have here, missionary? Good evening. I am missionary Savetta Garvin, and I am really excited about this fireside chat. Awesome, awesome. We got a couple of evangelists as well with us here as well today. Good evening, radio listeners. This is Evangelist Angelina Bryant, and I am excited about tonight. Can't wait to see what we're going to be talking about. Amen. Amen. Good evening. This is Evangelist Shelley Garvin, and I'm also happy to be here tonight. Can't wait to hear what we're going to say. Thank God for all of these anointed saints of God being with us. We call it fireside because we're sitting right next to the fire, which is the Holy Spirit of God on the inside. And just a little bit about the church. Uh, our church is Rehoboth Ministries New Covenant Christian Church. We're here in Pooler, Georgia. We call it um, the miracle on Highway 80, how God has blessed us to be here in such a short period of time. Our address is 820 Highway 80 West in Pooler, Georgia. If you're looking for us, look for the end mark, the newest end mark. You can see us there right next to it. And we're blessed by God to be in the number and like the bible says amen all i want to be is in the number one day when god comes back and we're excited so we have services every wednesday night at 7 30 and sunday we have service every sunday morning at 10 30 make sure absolutely sure you bring your mask we are socially distanced service but we still give god the glory we give him the honor and we give him the praise i shout with my mask on amen and it doesn't amen. matter amen whether you you don't have to see my mouth to know i'm shouting <laughs> so we are excited about the church and we've been here and we're inviting each one of you listeners if you have time out of your business schedule come out and have service with us and we give God the praise the honor and the glory we are on most major platforms we're on YouTube we're on Facebook we're on Spotify we're on anchor we're on all of those and you'll see a link when you come to our webpage so you can listen to more of what we're going to be talking about so this fireside chat will be every week so we look forward to hearing from you on a weekly basis also you can reach out and contact us or find out more about us through our website which is Rehoboth Ministries NCCC.org so you can also check us out via our website awesome 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 just a word from each of our evangelists and missionaries how long have you been saved evangelist Garvin I've been saved about 
20 years. 20 years. Next person. I got saved at the age of 18, and I'm 48 now, so add up the numbers. God is oh, really good. Oh, don't give those numbers. You're a lady. Don't, don't give the numbers out. Yeah, we ain't ashamed. Add them up. That's right. Count them up. Missionary Garvin. Count up the cost. I've been saved since I've been 18, and God has been so good to me. Awesome, awesome, and we've been saved. I've been in—I was born in the church. Amen. When, <laughs> when you see an early picture of me, I was in the church with my parents and just giving God the glory. And that's really all I know. So, what I want to do is I want Amen to make sure that people have a clear and a crisp understanding of what it means to be saved. You know, that's something that. Uh, may be overlooked and maybe not well understood, but salvation is, if not the most important thing that you need to do in your life is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So we're going to get into a lot of that uh, later on uh, tonight. But first of all, I want to get your attention focused on scripture in the book of Romans. I don't know who has the Bible, but I'm going to read this scripture for you in the book of Romans. Uh, the first chapter, excuse me, the first through verses four, Romans, the fifth chapter, verses one through four. And I want to talk today in depth about patience, what it means to be patient. The fifth chapter of the book of Romans, what it means to be patient. And I'm not talking about natural patience but I'm talking about spiritual patience because you can be naturally patient, but be impatient with God. Amen. So this is the key. And in this fifth chapter of the book of Romans, it says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And then in this fifth verse, it talks about, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So we begin to see really as the apostle Paul is talking about a manifestation of the fruit of the spirit that is known by temperance. So you can really see that patience is really a portion of temperance. And in order to understand patience, we have to understand that we develop it through the spiritual application of trials in our life and tribulation. Now, you can say you're patient with God and not necessarily be patient with God. And I was talking to someone today about um, my son, how he says he's patient and I get him to do things, but he does them with a nonchalant attitude. So how can that be really being made manifest to me that he's patient? So, and I'm saying all this so we can understand, first of all, that patience requires submission. That you have to be submitted to the purpose, 
to the thing that God has designed in the patience to submit to it in your life. So if you're not submitted to the tribulation and accepting of it or rejecting of the tribulation, how can you be patient? And I don't know if um, you've ever thought about it in that manner because non-patience or impatient is a work of the flesh. But patience through the spirit is a work of God. So a lot of times when we are impatient with God, we're allowing flesh to be made manifest in our life, our spiritual walk. So God is saying, what I need for you to do is to be accepting of what I have designed or my designate in your life. And when you accept what I've designed for you in your life, then and only then are you developing patience. And through the patience, through accepting God, through believing that God has something better on the other side of this trial, I'm saying, I'm saying, okay, God, I give up whatever your will is, whatever your word is. That's what I want it to be. Have you guys ever experienced that before? Anything, First Lady, you ever experienced it before? Yes, Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyone, anyone else? Yes. Yeah, sometimes was, you can feel like your back is against the wall and you're just, that's it, God. I, I, that's all I have left is to be patient and wait for your timing because mm -hmm. your timing is perfect timing. And I like the fact that she said you feel like even if it's not against the wall, your back is against the wall Amen. and I can't go back any further. That's the exact moment. That's the exact time that God is going to begin to reveal himself in you when you say, I can't do anymore. I can't go anymore. I can. And sometimes it will be real. Sometimes you say, I can't pray anymore. But that's when God is saying, oh, you're in the position that I need you to be in now. And a lot of times if we would submit before we get to that point, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then God will begin to reveal himself in what we're going through. Oh, yes. And Amen. see, that's a great, a great thing to learn. Most of the things that we go through as a Christian and I looked at it and I was talking to the Lord today and, and God, I said, you mean to tell me everything that we have encountered was designed by you for us to go through it mm -hmm. in order for you, God, and your omnipotence, omniscience to get us where we need to be. Can you understand that? That's amazing simply because we in the natural eye cannot see what the spiritual eye is seeing. Just like we talked about it Sunday when when uh, uh, I think it was Elijah said to his servant, he said, Lord, open his eyes so he can see. He was looking through the natural eye. But Elisha was looking through the spiritual eye. That's right. And it wasn't until his spiritual vision came clear mm -hmm. that he saw what God was doing. And see, that's, that's what we need. It's not until our spiritual 2020 sharpens our acuity so we can say, okay, God, you're doing something in it. I don't know what you're doing in it. I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know when you do it. And I don't know why you're doing it. But I see you doing something, God. And I love the fact that I can really testify myself and say, I don't know what God's doing, but something good is about he's to happen. And right. he's right. up to something in my life. When I get down, oh, we're about to have a good time. Something good is about to come out of it. And that's really what really gives us security. That's how I can wait. 
That's how I can sit in a place and say, and I don't know what it is, but God is doing something in my life. That's how I can praise him through the tears because I know in my spirit, that's what it is. You got to know that something good is going to happen. So God works on us through the tribulations and he allows us glory in it. And that's why God revealed to me uh, this year and last year, I said, Lord, what is the theme going to be for this year? He said, this is the year of the revealed glory because the world has been through the tribulation of 2020. Mm -hmm. Now, after the tribulation is going down and waxing wane, now he said, I'm going to show you me in it. He said, I'm going to bring more people to the church. I'm going to do more things. I'm going to allow more miracles. I'm going to show you that it was me the whole time. time. It's not a country. It's not a person. It's not a dictator. It's God. Mm -hmm. And anytime God is doing something, the best thing for us to do is, is not speak against it and allow him to do his work. Amen. 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 How about you evangelists? It sounds that we, it puts us in a place of trust. Exactly. Because when mm-hmm. you trust God and he reveals it to you in the supernatural and the spiritual, then it brings a calm a calmness. to know that mm-hmm. he's going to deliver me. He's right? going to deliver. And I can personally attest just like you. I was in a situation that I didn't like, and I said, God, well, why is this happening? And why, why is it not happening for me? This should be going this way. This should be going that way. And God spoke to me and said, you need patience. And mm-hmm. he told me to go to Psalms, the 40th chapter. And he went, and I went to Psalms before the chapter. If you don't mind if I could read this, mm-hmm. but he said, and this is David talking, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, up out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. That trust. Once you see what God is doing, once you take yourself out of the carnal position mm-hmm. and then open up your spiritual eye, then you can trust God in the process. Mm-hmm. And that was a learning process for me, is mm-hmm. being patient and letting God do God and me being me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Trusting God. Amen. And that even, even this scripture here, I think we talked about a little snippet of it on Sunday but none of the things happened beyond chapters 2 through 17 until David first acted first Mm -hmm. he had to wait patiently and when he began to wait patiently then God inclined unto him and see we are limiting God's ability well not his ability but we're limiting his moving action in our life because we won't get in the place that God wants us to be in Mm -hmm. when we get in the place that God wants us to be in then he can act but when we're doing things grudgingly stubbornly Mm -hmm. I don't want to go I don't want to do this I don't want to fast I don't want to pray I don't want to seek your face Mm -hmm. I've been praying all my life God said I can't do nothing for you because you're not in a place of submission When you get in that place of submission, what is submission? Submitting your total being, your spirit, mind, body, and soul. Whatever God wants me to do, I'm going to do it. And when you get there, 
God said, hey, I've been here waiting on you all the time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> been right here at the stop sign waiting for you. <laughs> you riding, going all around the, the cul-de-sac, amen, turning in circles. And God said, I'm waiting for you at the stop sign, amen. amen. So we have to get to the point that we understanding that God is going to establish patience in our life. And I like the scripture and just a snippet about what she was saying. It says in verse number two, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of what kind of clay? Miry clay. clay. Not just regular clay, but miry clay mm-hmm. is so strong that it'll take your shoes off. Right. It's something, amen, that holds you and will not release you. But he said, God brought me out of the miry clay. Oh, I feel I feel good just talking about it, amen. Because sin will suck you into it. Mm -hmm. The body said you can be. I mean, the Bible says you can be delivered from the body of sin. Mm -hmm. So this thing, this clay, when you get in real clay, you can't get out. The only way you can get out is somebody has to throw you a lifeline Mm -hmm. and pull you out of the clay. But David said he brought me out of this and he set my feet upon something that cannot be destroyed. The rock, the thing that was here before anything else and the thing that's going to be here when everything else is gone is a rock. And the great part about this scripture, this is what I'm getting to. He established my goings. He didn't establish my sittings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He established my goal. We got to go somewhere in order to do the work of the Lord. We can't just say I'm saved and just sit on the seat. Mm -hmm. God said, I need you to go somewhere and to do something and to be the light and to be the city and Mm -hmm. to be the salt and to be what God would have us to be. That's right. That's right. He can use, uh, like a better term for my old old preaching pastor, he God can't use no coward soldier. That's right. He needs some mercy and some killer saints, amen, that will look at the demon and say, in the name of Jesus, amen, come out of here. I'm going to leave that alone because, you know, I get excited about the word of God. And it is it is such an awesome thing to be a partaker with the saints of God, studying, talking about the word of God. But look at this in the fifth chapter of the book of Romans. We as we continue, what time, much time we got? What time? What's our time limit? sir? where are we now? We are. We have 10 minutes. Amen. The fifth chapter of the book of Romans. Verse three, it says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also knowing, and that's the key part, know it, that tribulation worketh patience. So this is the the key in this scripture. It worketh. It's not complacent. The trial should never be complacent in your life. Five and three. It's working in you. It's working for you. It's working through you. It's working to you. It is working. Tribulation worketh patience. And patience, if we understand the scripture and the application of it, worketh experience. And I said this, and I say this all the time. We are stuck 
wanting to feel God and not experience God. And that's the thing. That's the thing the saints of God should really want to apply in their life. When you experience God, you're not looking for somebody else to make you feel God. Because when you experience him, he's already on the inside. And that's what it means. If nobody else ever walks into the church, I'm still going to experience God because I brought him with me. And I understand the scriptures when it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. I want to experience him. Mm -hmm. I cannot experience him being in the flesh. I want to know him. The Bible, when it says know, it means to have a relationship with God. I don't just want to see people shout. I want to know what they're shouting about. I don't want to just see people perform because I can go anywhere and get a performance. I want to see praise and worship because I understand that God is a spirit. They that worship the spirit must worship the spirit in spirit. You can't worship him through fleshly manifestations but you got to surrender all of you for the spiritual worship of God and all of this all of this is wrapped around us being patient in God knowing that because in this verse number five because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts how is it by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us mm-hmm. now this patience it's clear, but look, look at this. It says, because the love is shed abroad, not by your personal actions, but by the Holy Ghost that's on the inside. Mm-hmm. Many people mistakenly do things because they think it's the right thing to do. I do things because the Holy Ghost tells me to do it. Yes. And when folks question, why are you helping this person? Well, uh, it is not because of any natural ability. I didn't think it. The Holy Ghost thought for me. Mm-hmm. Are y'all with me? Yes. I'm talking too much. We mess up every time. You don't argue with the one that's on the inside leading you. The Bible says, in uh, I think it's the first book of John, St. John, the first chapter, those that are led by the Spirit are called the sons of God. They said those who believe have the power to become the sons of God. So this thing that we're in is a spiritual application in our life. And, and I said I was going to get back to this salvation thing. And this is the thing that we, we miss. And I, I feel this personally in my spirit. Churches nowadays miss one key fact about salvation. We all talk about I believe. And everybody say I believe. Yes, belief is good. We can go to Romans 10 and 9. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, dead y'all, thou art saved. And that sounds good, and it's good to repeat those things. But this is the key to salvation. There must be one term called metanoia. M-E-T-A-N-O-I-A, metanoia. If there is no metanoia, then there is no change and there is no salvation. Now, what is metanoia, Pastor? Metanoia is a change of your mind. 
You can repeat verbally until Jesus comes back. But if your mind hasn't been changed, you're not any different. When your mind has been changed, then you are and only then a new creature. We can say we repent and we're sorry and go back and do the same thing. No, you hadn't. Your mind hasn't changed. And see, that's what's missing. That's why Paul said in the 12th chapter of the book of Romans, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, give your body, living sacrifice, holding something unto God, which is a reasonable service. But he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. The change comes in the mind. And when your mind is truly changed, your heart is changed. That's right. And when your mind is truly changed, people don't have to tell you to do right because you got a new mind. You know, I got saved. I, nobody had to tell me to stop lying because <laughs> I said I ain't going to do it no more because Jesus is my father, my brother, my father. God is my father. Amen. What do you think, Pastor, our first lady talked to me? I was thinking, like you said, you have a new mind, you have a new heart, and you have a transformed spirit. Mm -hmm. So you are a new creature. And you have a new way of thinking. You don't think the way you used to think. Amen. So I thank God for that. With that new mind and that new heart comes a new walk. A new walk. And so we thank God for, for, for that part, that portion of salvation that we know now that even with that new mind and that new heart and that transformed spirit that... You can't do the things you used to do. You, you don't go after the things of the flesh and of the world. Now you seek after those things of Christ and those things that are of God. So you have new desires. Amen. It doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to try to tempt no. you. Mm -mm. He is going to tempt you. That's his job. Mm -hmm. He's a deceiver. He wants right. to trick you. But because you have someone greater on the inside... inside he will not succeed. That's right. No one on this planet is exempt from temptation. None. That's right. But when you have someone inside to help you, the Holy Spirit is a helper. Mm -hmm. He helps you. He doesn't force you. That's right. We think the four, you know, we used to sing a song in church. Holy Ghost will make you act right and the Holy Ghost will make you. No, he ain't going to make you do nothing. We should enjoy that. We shot off that song. He made us do nothing ever since. <laughs> so that also takes us back to verse three, where you say we glory in tribulation. Mm -hmm. Also, knowing that tribulation trials mm -hmm. worketh patience. So in this walk, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have trials. But guess what? That brings about perseverance. As yep. athletes, we work out, we push, we do, we move, go, go, go. So that we become stronger and we can persevere. Well, guess what? That's the same thing as a spirit man. We have to go through. Amen. We have to endure so that we can have spiritual perseveration. We can go through and we can be able to say, okay, Lord, I thank you for the trial because I know that there's going to be glory in this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's hope. I trust you, like Evangelist was saying. Regardless of what it looks like, what it feels like, I thank God for the tribulations and the trials because it's building me. It's a spiritual it's, workout. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's sustaining me. It's, it's teaching a me spiritual preser workout. Preservation, preservation is it's preserving me. Amen. So I thank God for even the trial. It said, in patience, experience, and experience hope. Mm. 
And I thank God for the hope. That's awesome. Amen. That's awesome. And, and I love that she said what we gain out of this and what we've gained out of this is something that is undeniable and cannot be taken from us. True believers is hope that one day we don't know what day it's going to be or when it's going to be. The Bible says we know not the day or the hour when the son of man shall appear, but we have that hope mm -hmm. that we will see him, that we will hear him say, well done. And the great thing about this is it says in verse eight, God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were. And this is the part yes. that shout about mm -hmm. while we were yet sinners. Christ did what died for us. Now, how can this thing be applied thousands of years later? Because that one sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ, paid for all the sins of the entire world that are done and will be performed. All of the sins have already been paid for. And while we were yet sinners, mm -hmm. Christ died for us. Amen. And that's enough right there yes. for me to feel good about. I got, as I used to say, something to shout about That's right. That's right. because he died for me. Yeah. This personal journey, he didn't, he, I can't say what he did for you, but I know he died for me. Right. My God was the sacrificial lamb and the escape goat at the same time. <laughs> he had to lay on the cross yes. as a lamb, but he had to go in the wilderness as a scapegoat. That's right. He had to take the sins of the world, That's amen, right. as the lamb. But as the scapegoat, he took the sins and ran into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. What kind of God do we serve that can be the scapegoat, the sacrificial lamb, the great high priest, mm -hmm. the bread, the door, mm -hmm. the gateway? Mm -hmm. He's the good shepherd. He's, I can just go on and on and on and on. Amen. The Ark of the Covenant, you see the symbol of the Holy Spirit. All of these things Jesus was and is to us yes. if we would just accept him. Mm. And I refuse to let anyone hinder my faith, my belief, my call, my walk. You have to make sure your election and your calling is sure yes. and allow God to be made manifest in your life. Oh, see, I done got excited, you know. That's, that's that country uh, language there that I rarely use. I try not to use it unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> Done got, amen. I've already, amen, feeling real good, amen. When we're having a fireside chat and everybody brought their own fire. That's right. <laughs> and we got some bread in the middle, which yes. is Jesus Christ. You, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And this has been an awesome first fireside chat. And I thank God for everyone here. I want everyone to say goodbye as we get ready to check out. Have a blessed night. Thank you, First Lady.
Real faith, real purpose, Rehoboth. All right, missionary. And remember to always transform your mind. It's a decision to be made. Amen. God bless. Remember that it is an honor, it's an honor and it is a gift to be saved through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We thank God for all that are here and we hope to see you next week and we're going to be excited. Amen. If you would like to text us a question, text it at 912-682-2524. Any question that you can think, we will answer. 912 912- 682 2524. Rehoboth, God bless you.